Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of This is the Part I Don't Get. Starring Bay. <laughs> and I'm Jay. <laughs> <laughs> This is episode 46. At least that's what you wrote on the Zoom. On that's the what Zoom. we're going to go with. That's what happens every two weeks. Um, <laughs> Somewhere and, in the and a, a busy two weeks it's been. And uh, now it's, it's uh, you know, the holiday season is right around that corner. I know. We went from Halloween straight to Christmas. It is quite interesting how that happens when just within just a matter of days. (laughs) I know. I'm like, oh, okay. We're just gonna always just kind of skip over Thanksgiving. You know, everyone's like all the all the holiday movies and commercials. Have you seen that the meme where it's like like all of November is blocked out and then like all of December is blocked out and then there's like three days in there for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, and, I like, think so. The rest of it is, is for the holidays. Depending upon what holiday you celebrate, of course. But yes, I am, I'm ready for some happy time, happy holiday season. Yeah, it's going to be know, different. The joy uh, of charity and giving and and let's be real, some receiving in there. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's really about folks. Yeah, okay. The singing and the decorations. I'm ready, even if I spend it just with me and, and a bottle inside. of wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. even if I'm just inside, you know, singing Christmas carols and watching Christmas Family Vacation for the hundredth time, I'm excited for a, a nice holiday. Season. Yeah, I mean, it'll be cold and. It's not like there's there'll be much to do anyway, so why not just watch a good Christmas movie? What's your favorite? Um, oh, that's a hard one. Really? I thought you loved Love Actually. I, I do, I do. <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm like, do I want to open that box right now? <laughs> For me, it's Christmas. It's family, um, National Lampoon's um, Christmas Vacation, hands down, number yeah. one. That's it. I think I watched that maybe once with there are you. so many good one line quotes in there. I mean, it's just like so many moments in there where it's just just oh, just brings me so much. That's a like um, Elf. You know, that's another. Oh, Elf is also a really good one. That's a really good one too. Um, and I really like uh, (laughs) Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. Oh, that one is funny. Oh my God, that, that scene with so the babies good. like puking all over her. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna puke, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like holding the baby away from him. He's like, oh, if it puked, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> puking. <laughs> yeah. You so look a little tired wait. there. I am, I am a little tired. I've been more tired these days. I think it's because the sun goes down earlier now. That's the bad thing about this time of year is that it's so dark. I know that sounds really stupid. No, I know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it must be bedtime. And I like my watch is like, oh, it's, it's like 4 30. I'm like, oh well. like shit, I gotta find something to do to fill my time for the next five. I know. Hours. I know, especially now that like all of our like 
activities like outside of the home that are canceled, yep. you know, like we usually, we would like be getting home later or going out again or doing something like yeah. that, even if it's just going to the gym or something. So now you're like, oh, it's 4.30. I've got a good five hours to kill. What, what should I do? And then I end up like channel surfing for like three oh, of those four hours. <laughs> I'm like, well, I wasted that time. <laughs> well, hopefully our podcast can give someone something to do in the evening time yes. when they are stuck in the same kind of quandary that we are in. Yes. Oh, when we did get some feedback from some viewers today. Oh, we did. Viewers, listeners. <laughs> yes. Viewers. <laughs> yes. Virtually. Um, well, uh, Mitch had texted us and Andy had also mentioned it on the, the Facebook page about um, the sculpture. Uh, with oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I'm looking for it. That's why. Yeah. yeah, like what's it's in the Spain. potato head of Palencia, another botched <gasps> art restoration in Spain. It kind of looks like Trump, actually, now that I'm looking at it. I it just kind of looked like um, to me, it reminded me of like a forky, that little like fork spork character in toy story four wow. um you know because it has a very like simplistic eye shape and a simplistic mouth shape so it just kind of i mean me that's that. being nice <laughs> i <And> mean that, <laughs> he texted us that because it reminded him of the um the the topic that i did about like the art fails right yeah yeah, yeah. way yep. back when i think Still that was like in september <laughs> <laughs> time is just not it's just not linear anymore <laughs> no no it's just a big circle yes uh, i think it is your turn really oh, okay. first well I, last last time was kind of different since we had like several you know it was oh, okay well then effort. uh oh yeah but okay, I, we do I have the crossover so i yeah. guess it is my turn to go first I mean, I can go first. I, I really don't care. Is yours upbeat? Yes. Uh, well, it's... Okay, go first. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. That's all I can say. I don't know if upbeat is the right word. All right. Well, okay. If it's morbid or disgusting or somewhat you're not sure, go first. Morbid. It's morbid. Yeah. A all little right. Bit. Go it's just first. Fucked up. Okay. <laughs> so, um... I am doing the topic of uh, women who fall in love with serial killers. Um, oh my goodness. That is a really big thing to not and get. Guess, guess what? There is a word for it too. Oh, there's uh, an actual term. Yes, wow. There's got to be a term study, for everything these of days. Of course. <laughs> it's called um, hy hybristophilia. Uh, and it was coined by Dr. John Money. Money? Uh, sexologist um it's it's got a few like definitions but i the the one i liked was just pretty like standard just sexual attraction to someone who has committed a crime okay. the more violent the crime the stronger the attraction uh wikipedia said that it's a paraphilia in which sexual arousal facilitation and attainment of orgasm are responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed an outrage cheating, lying, known infidelities, or crimes such as rape or murder. Okay. So that one's a little more broad. Um, but what I looked at was more just, uh, you know, women that fell in love with um, serial killers once Please they- Please tell me you've got like, like 
like Manson or somebody on it because that was recently oh, in the oh, news yeah, yeah. in the last couple. Yeah, of there years. was a lot, a lot of them. Yeah. So my sources were CNN and a YouTube channel by Dr. Todd Grande. Okay. Um, and the ID channel. <laughs> of course, got to put that ID it. channel in there. Yeah, there wasn't like a whole bunch about it because you know women and sexuality. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can't research that. <laughs> no. Well, it's also, I guess, kind of um, like taboo, like most of our Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I got the idea because um, I think it was my coworker and I were talking about uh, the um, uh, Chris Watts murder, the, the one that they did the Netflix series about, or uh, it was just a one time documentary uh, with Shannon Watts, the one oh, I, murder. Yeah, I just watched that yeah remind me what happened there he murdered, though. he murdered his wife and two daughters he uh put them in oil rigs he like yes them yes he, he was a family annihilator yeah, yeah. Yes. that whole concept is just so frightening like those those little babies like they had nothing to do i know and it's all because like you know just say hey i don't want to be in the marriage anymore i mean i know it's obviously it's not I'm sure not that easy but I'm sure it's got to be easier than freaking killing your family yeah the whole family annihilator thing and and men and women who 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 not only you know do bad things to their spouses or partners I just don't understand why they would feel the need to involve their children yeah like especially when they have grandparents (laughs) like in that documentary there were grandparents and they were family friends that lived nearby and also were were very fairly close so it just didn't make any sense like yeah I can see why this would be somewhat of an inspiration topic yeah but anyway so I was talking about it with my coworker, and she's like yeah you know he gets like all this fan mail from women and I was like what wow and then and then it like I kind of like remembered hearing like other um you know, famous killers. Yeah. Getting mm-hmm. love letters. Um, so some of them, like you mentioned, Ted Bunny Bundy, uh, he received hundreds of love letters. He married Carol Ann Boone while he was incarcerated. He didn't he marry her technically on the stand? Yes, he pro- well, he proposed on, on the stand. stand because in like I believe it was in the state of Florida where he did the massacre for the college students. And yes. that sorority yeah there's like a weird there's like an off-state law where if you propose to someone while they are testifying on <laughs> in court and if you say will you marry me and they say yes then it's legally binding what that's what oh, i didn't know that part i just thought i i read that he proposed during the the hearings uh, i didn't realize another... that if you say yes to the engagement <laughs> From from another podcast, when I was listening to My Favorite Murder, and I'm sure you heard the episode too, and that's what she was saying is that it's like a weird law that, you know, just if you if then like because there's a judge there, I guess you know, like, well. in a courthouse, technically, if they were to say yes and you ask, then I then it, like it legally counted, and therefore she couldn't testify against him, which was really the whole point. Oh because yeah, you cannot you can't be legally... against your spouse. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. So his was a little bit more calculated, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I'm, of course, I'm sure he told her it was all love. Yeah, she probably... sure, Ted. <laughs> um, 
Boone um, gave birth to a daughter and the daughter's believed to be Bundy's, but we obviously don't know for sure. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer was sent many letters, money, gifts while in prison. Um, Richard, uh, Richard Ramirez, he married a quote unquote prison groupie while in prison and dozens of women apparently went to his trial. Um, oh yeah, because he was supposed to be like, um, at the time he, you know, he was thought to be like, um, very edgy and, you know, yeah, I can see why. A yeah, the people would have flocked to to at least like it's kind of like a voyeur thing. I'm sure like you yeah. can't look away, right? Um, and then of course Charles. What Manson. these people are doing is totally, I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is just a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charles Man- Manson, he was engaged while in prison to Afton Elaine Burton, um, but they never actually got married because the marriage certificate expired and then Manson reportedly found out that she had planned to get a glass coffin for Manson and then pay for spectators to uh like come see him after he died yeah I think that was recently in the news yeah because wasn't she very young um and there were like photos of them together like like, she looked like she was in her 20s yeah yeah and he just looked because he's all he's much much older than she is yeah and then um nicholas cruz i'd heard about this too the parkland shooter um he had received several love letters and he even has like a facebook fan page oh my and, god yeah it's like i can't remember what it's called it's like something about like that he's a victim or something it's like and then there's like hashtags like um like a lot of people believe chris watts well, i shouldn't say a lot but i guess his, these followers believe that chris watts is innocent even um, though he admitted to it and pled yeah. guilty right okay yeah so um there's actually two types actually it's uh hybristophilia has also been referred to as the bonnie and clyde syndrome okay um Mm-hmm. so there's two types there's passive type which is where they're just the, the woman in this case um not to say that men um can't be involved in this too it's just typically more women uh rom- they're romantically interested in the murderer but they don't um they don't uh con- like commit any crimes with them or do they're not involved mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. aggressive type they want to be involved in the crime and they want to help them to continue you know uh, just like Bonnie and in, Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. They want, basically they want to them to keep, you know, killing people or doing whatever yeah. they are. And so I did, I did them on topic a long time ago. So I can tell you, she was absolutely involved oh, yeah. in those. Yeah. Murders. I know. Right? It's probably, she was probably the ringleader. <laughs> <clears throat> she desperately wanted to become famous. Yeah. So, and that, sure that, that is actually a big reason why a lot of these um, women kind of um, actually go after these men is the fame and the notoriety. Um, Hence the glass coffin. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, I mean, so gross. That's a lot of work. <laughs> but if you think about it, like going back to my favorite murder, like they've discussed like situations where they did that. Where like, I mean, back in like the thirties where they would like charge people to enter like homes where things had happened, you know, 
not only the press, but then just spectators and they yeah. would make a profit off of these kinds of things. So, I mean, it still kind of happens. Yeah. Like, um, so like crime groupies have been around yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. Um, which really ties into that topic that I did about Bonnie and Clyde. It's just that sensationalism that, you know, they just, you can't look away. Yeah. Like, don't they do like John F. Kennedy, like tours or some sort of tour where I felt like I saw something drive down where, yeah. And like someone, I feel like it was like almost like not a reenactment, but they would like this one woman was dressed like Jackie Kennedy Mm. and they kind of like take you like where everything a little more graphic than you would care yeah the average (laughs) person would like yeah we don't need all this (laughs) um but anyway so those are the two types um yeah so the theories are that uh, like we mentioned before the fame and notoriety is definitely a motivating factor another and again these are all theories because no one really knows for sure but um that like someone who murders someone else is like kind of an alpha male and murder seen as like strength um I guess like evolutionary like you know killing (laughs) for survival I mean in this case it's not survival but I mean you know I guess if you really want to dig deep into like that kind of evolution yeah like the hunter gatherer kind (laughs) of thing like way back when that obviously you would have wanted a strong male yeah or like a caveman to bring home the antelope yeah (laughs) like and how some women say they're attracted to the bad guy bad boy but Mm -hmm. i mean this takes it a little this takes it very very too far Mm -hmm. but you know people love the maybe they they like the the danger and the you know maybe there's an adrenaline rush um another thing that was pointed out was that the relationship is actually very safe because um they're behind bars and they can't cheat (laughs) i mean they well I mean, I guess, yeah, they, I guess they could, but it would be a lot harder than someone who was out free and could just go to mm-hmm. a bar and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and you kind of have the power in this situation because yes. you're on the outside, you can do whatever you want and you can give them money or you can, you know, give them like a little taste of the outside world. Um, and then another reason I saw um, was that, oh, shoot, totally, totally escaped my head. <laughs> oh, okay. um, I, lose my they, place yeah, I didn't write it down. It was just kind of like in the back of my head, but it was um, that they want to like help this person and, and change yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And like, is there of, like a religious aspect to it, perhaps maybe in some cases, like they want to save them? See, yes, there were um usually those letters are more just focused on like saving them and you know just god you know it's not really romantic i think maybe getting them to admit what they had done and then well a lot of these people also think that they're innocent too okay there were some some articles that i read that it was just like well he did a bad thing but he's not a bad person type of thing like they kind of separated their moral compass from their action Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, okay, you can say that about some things. But <laughs> some actions kind of like outdo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some are very heavy. Yeah. I'm like, like the killing of your entire family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That yeah. Definitely... Like at that point, 
that's a big no for me I guess they kind of mm-hmm. have the same thing like well you know they did this one thing and <laughs> I guess well like it's like you and I like we try and be as judgment-free as we possibly yeah. can and accept everyone for their differences as long as they're <laughs> not hurting anybody mm-hmm. you know I mean we've <laughs> talked about some very strange concepts on this podcast yeah. before um we've covered a lot yeah but you know I don't think I could forgive something like that no not think I know or definitely not fall in love with them <laughs> yeah but yes I'm yeah definitely not going to marry and have children with someone who has openly in court admitted to those types of acts yeah with like not any sort of remorse at all in your (laughs) in your body um so and I think what also goes along with the whole control thing is you know when um I keep losing my train of thought I'm sorry (laughs) it's okay um well I think just going along with like how you kind of control the relationship it's also like you kind of control the fantasy too because you don't have that much interaction with this person you might only be writing them like through a like a pen pal type situation Mm. so you kind of have control of um how you think this person is and you can kind of make up in your mind just like you know as if you were like reading in a book or um you know seeing them on tv like you can kind of piece together how you want to see them um versus how they really are because i can guarantee you like if these women like went on dates with these men (laughs) well i mean i don't know maybe a few dates and also would these men go on dates with these women exactly exactly if they were out in they weren't in captivity yeah so um one of the uh the videos i looked at they were talking about um, psychopathic traits and they, some, the doctor, Dr. Todd Grande was <laughs> talking about um, some, some research that was done on um, whether or not women are attracted to psychopathic traits. And they looked at two factors of psychopathic traits. So the first one is lack of guilt, empathy, lack of guilt, empathy, remorse, lack of depth, gluttonous charm and manipulation and then factor two was sensation seeking criminality impulsive behavior irresponsibility um and that's closer to uh how it's defined um in the dsm as antisocial personality disorder so studies uh these studies show that women are attracted to psychopathic traits but only in the short term so like if you're just looking for casual dating um you know, some of that stuff might appeal to you, but if you're looking for someone for the long haul, Mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to be attracted to that. Um, And they, they found that women with their own personality disorders uh, were more likely to endorse a preference for um, not only just psychopathic men, but all personality disorders. So women with like borderline disorder, borderline personality disorder, antisocial, Mm -hmm. paranoid, avoidant, dependent, Um, they all had a preference for um, personality disorders. Um, Another factor was that they were more likely to have experienced trauma and have low self-esteem, which, you know, (laughs) kind of, it may, yeah, it kind of makes like, I hate to say, but it's like, it does make sense. Yeah. 
but like I think of like you know daddy issues kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah that stereotype (laughs) yeah I mean I think there is something to say about that (laughs) um let's see so that was that was like the most um like really factual I mean a lot of it was just kind of people theorizing and kind of using anecdotal research so that was like the most like actual research I could find Mm -hmm. um but I did I uh did find some actual real letters and I would like to read one to you oh gosh took me a long time (laughs) because every time I looked up let like letter letters to serial killers it always came up with like letters from serial killers those were interesting too, but <laughs> um, so this is one from Tammy, uh, who was to um, written to Chris Watts. It's Tuesday, okay. 8-21-2018. She even wrote on there Tuesday. And it's, I don't know, the writing to me looks very like, kind of like a high school, high schooler wrote it. Like it's just, I'll share it onto our, our like page. Like the handwriting? Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of like, you know, like big and just. Now, how how did this become a public thing? Did she post this somewhere? I think it got leaked. I think, oh, okay. um, I think actually, well, I don't know about Chris Watts, but I know for Nicholas Cruz, I think his uh, public defender like kept him, kept kept them and like didn't yeah, to try to and say like as a character thing yeah like, there oh like, no i mean i think like them no i think like he didn't want him to have them like, oh oh he's like oh, i'm okay. not like he didn't want him to have that okay i thought thing. you meant like kept it for his defense. oh no okay okay so it says dear chris you don't know me but i think you might want to i think that's a smiley face next to it my name is tammy and i'm from ohio i'm 36 never married parentheses was close one time but my career got in the way no kids die hard osu fan alumni too sorry but i really don't like the steelers and there's like a a frowny face i will try not to hold that against you anyways i will keep talking this about short. the really important issues i know yeah. well you know you got to start late you, you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to come off too clingy you know i guess <laughs> Anyways, I will keep this short because I'm not sure this will even get to you. I just wanted to reach out and be your friend if you'd like. Someone who knows nothing about you, therefore, will not judge you based on your current situation. Um, and, that, and that's another thing that that I saw. Like, they, they were like, you know, I know everyone else, no one likes you, but I am going to be there for you type thing. Mm. Like, like being the, the, the saving grace. Mm-hmm. She says... Also, I thought you'd want to know what I look like. So I printed a few pics from my Facebook. Yes, it's really me. I promise. I will say this. I will say this. It seemed rather archaic to print pictures on a printer since we do everything electronically anymore. But for now, it will do. Maybe it's like, fuck off and leave me alone at least. I know that you're getting my letters. But if you do write me back... I don't even care what it is. I tell you what, I'd be the happiest girl alive. That's for sure. Smiley face. I know. Okay, well, I'll let you go. Sad face. I really hope I hear back from you super soon. Love always. Oh, Candace. (laughs) I thought it was from Chris. What happened to Tammy? 
What the hell? <laughs> Maybe she has two names. That's weird. <laughs> She's like, I forgot what my fake name was me. And Taylor then there's hashtags at the bottom. Team Chris, oh. hashtag Chris Innocent, hashtag love him, hashtag so cute and a big heart. So she actually wrote the hashtags in a handwritten yes. letter? Yes. Wow. I mean, wow. I wonder how old this person is. And they all include pictures of themselves. Well, of course. Yeah, of just course. Oh crazy. my goodness gracious. And that's interesting. I'm sure that also that, you know, if you're um, a violent criminal or a violent offender such as him, they probably go through your mail too, you know? So yeah. someone else has already read all this and looked at all these pictures. Maybe that's how it got leaked. <clears throat> I don't know, but yeah, oh, it because... says the letters were among the 2000 pages of trial documents released by the Weld County District Attorney's Office after Watts was sentenced. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that is really creepy. Yeah. I'm going to say, I hope, I really hope Tammy Candace finds love somewhere <laughs> from someone who is, you know, a nice person who will not harm her and give her <laughs> all, all the love that she deserves. God, I hope she gets some serious therapy. I, I really hope Tammy Candace finds some, someone to, to, to take good care of her. I mean, how lonely must you be? But I mean, that know. documentary must have meant a lot to her. Or I guess if this came out before the documentary. Maybe, I wonder if they've been in a situation where like no one liked them and everyone hated them and maybe like they can relate on that level maybe. of being like an outcast an outsider yeah and they're like you know what this person you know will understand where or i understand where you're coming from yeah but there's lots of people i think that would fit that description that don't murder their families yeah that's true so mm -hmm. yeah but you got the bad boy aspect of it <laughs> yeah but well, thank it's you like, for that you letter know, you know none of them would have ever dated these guys if they weren't behind bars like <laughs> i would love to see one of them get out and be like hey show up at their house be like hey girl <laughs> yeah, remember me? drink <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah let me just go get my taser i mean <laughs> but yeah it's a crazy crazy world we live in mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, that was very good. Was that the end? Yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I need to get topics that have a little bit more information. Oh, if you're interested in dating an inmate, you can go to inmatepassions.com or meetaninmate.com. Oh my gosh. There really is a dating website for everything. Yeah. Not just farmers, but <laughs> everybody. Yes, everybody. <laughs> you'd have to get creative with those dates <laughs> i know really seriously um maybe put a sudoku puzzle in the next letter um <laughs> i don't know well that was good that's a very good topic i've always kind of wondered about that when you see people like that in documentaries and you're wondering like what could have driven this person to be interested in this individual and then you hear about people getting married to you know very famous violent offenders and you know it, you, it definitely like begs the question and 
you're just like, what is happening there? You know, why is yeah, this like, the guy? The, you know, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what is, uh, what was it about this person that really drove you in this direction? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I've always kind of wondered that myself. My topic has absolutely nothing to do with that whatsoever. That's okay. <laughs> and I felt like I, I actually got some, some decent sources this time around. So I was very proud of myself. Good. I got my sources from bbc.com, theatlantic.com, and newsmedical.net. Okay. So we were talking about like the holiday season. And I think it was just last weekend. And I was asking you about your Fitbit. And I was wondering, like, I was asking you, like, do you like it? And, you know, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, maybe this will be something that I'll, um, you know, look into either getting for myself or getting as like a gift <clears throat> and something like that. And I had been searching for other um, topics one time. And then this kind of like popped up randomly asking, uh, do you really need to walk 10,000 steps a day? And where did that come from? Like, why is 10,000 steps the magical number? And who made it. that decision? I don't think I ever, <laughs> I hardly ever get 10,000. <laughs> and, and then you find yourself in that frustration. And it, do yeah. you need to be frustrated? Or should you work harder so that you really are meeting that 10,000 steps a day goal? So newsmedical.net said, quote, there is a general consensus amongst fitness enthusiasts that if an individual wants to stay healthy, they need to walk about 10,000 steps a day, end quote. So how did this belief come into being? And is there any truth behind it? Or is it just some sort of like healthy guru lifestyle myth? So the magic number 10,000 dates back to a marketing campaign. Oh, and it was a marketing campaign conducted right before the start of the 1964 Tokyo Olympics, um, okay. the Olympic Games that were held in Tokyo in 64. Wow. 1964. Because honestly, I feel like I have only fairly recently heard about 10,000 steps, maybe like within the last 10 years or so. Yeah, definitely um, like when the, the trackers became a thing. So. Yeah. And, but that could also be maybe age, you know, like when you're 18, are you really tracking your steps and, you know, thinking about, you know, a healthy lifestyle when you're in a teenager, you're probably not maybe even in your early twenties. So perhaps maybe that's why I personally don't remember hearing anybody talk about, oh, let's make sure we get 10,000 steps. And obviously technology is changing and now we have the Apple watches. We have the monitors on our smartphones now, um, the fitness trackers there. And of course, you know, like as I mentioned before, the Fitbit. Mm-hmm. So um, a company began selling a pedometer called the Manpo Key. And I think it's key. It's K-E-I. It might be Kai, but I think it's key. So man means 10,000. Po means steps and key means meter. So it was a pedometer that was named the Manpo key and it was a huge success. And uh, it was a marketing campaign for this pedometer that came out around the time of the 1964 Olympics. And Manpo key, that's Japanese. 
So when oh, okay. Japan was preparing to host the 1964 Tokyo Olympics, there was already an increased focus in fitness in general amongst Japanese people and the population. And that makes sense to me. You know, the Olympics is coming to town. We might as well, you know, start getting fit. Yeah. And so this company came out with the Manpoki um, pedometer and it just kind of stuck and the marketing campaign was clearly successful um, at this time awareness was also starting to spread about how regular exercise was a good way to stay healthy and fight against things like diabetes and stroke and hypertension and and uh, maintaining a good a healthy weight and uh, the long list of medical ailments that uh, as i'm sure you can imagine a uh, fun fact, the pedometer itself was invented in 1780. I was very surprised by that. I was very surprised by I, that. Well, me too. <laughs> by a man named Abraham Louis Perlet, or, or Perlet of Switzerland. It measured steps and distance while walking, and it was based on a 1770, um, it, was, it was made in 1770 mechanism um of, of his to power a self-winding watch and then a mechanical pedometer um was introduced to the u.s by thomas jefferson um after he had obtained it from france so this pedometer the man pokey pedometer became very very popular it sold very quickly and you have to imagine a lot of that is most likely because it's a simple gadget. It's easy to use. It can be worn pretty much anywhere on your body, um, depending upon what kind of pedometer you ended up having. And then if you think about it, the exercise itself, walking uh, is something that we already do. And it's an easy form of exercise. It's low impact for most of us and it involves no equipment. You don't need a membership anywhere. So you can imagine why walking has also stood the test of time. Um, <laughs> I know. Man Poki um, that I mentioned before. So it literally translates to 10,000 steps um, in the Japanese language. And it became the rallying slogan for these new dedicated walkers that really kind of came out of this time period um, many Japanese walking clubs were created around this time, uh, and uh, men pokey was the minimum that they were expected to walk, so 10,000 steps. Gradually, the concept of walking 10,000 steps moved from the Japanese public to health-conscious walkers, like all around the world. As you know, we can attest today. We've all definitely heard that, at least in the United States. I'm sure everyone has heard that. Today, most fitness experts uh, will use this as the 10,000 steps as the basic fitness goal for a regular exercise regimen. And I wanted to know, like, uh, do we really need to walk 10,000 right. steps like, or not? Is that a really a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> and is it good? Is it bad? Is it a realistic goal? Um, like if I wasn't trying to do anything extra and I was actually you know, not working from home, if I was working on site, I'd probably get at least like 6,000 steps. But if I were to try and like really put in a lot of effort and, you know, walk that further distance, like, oh, I won't take the elevator today, then, you know, then I would probably be able to make it close to 10,000. So 10,000 steps a day 
which is about five miles of walking for most people. Yeah. Um, now we have research that is starting to question whether we actually need these 10,000 steps a day. They say that human health is far too complicated to reduce it to this long chain of um, numbers. Right. For some people, these rules could potentially even do more harm than good. Um, I Min Lee is a professor of a pity. I'm not going to be able to say it, Jenny. I'm not going to be able to say it. Epidemiology. Like the study of like the origins of diseases or no? Can you say the word epidemiology? I can't. I'm so sorry. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Epidemiology. Epidemiology. That That's it. Epidemiology. That's it. Epidemiology. We got there. One, 20 you minutes later, wrong... we figured it out. If you're just joining us. <laughs> you had us. the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> um, is a professor of, say it. Epidemiology. <laughs> Epidemiology at Harvard University, T.H. Chan School of Public Health. And uh, so Professor Lee began looking into this, this, um, you know, 10,000 step rule because she was curious where it came from as well. And she also found out the same research that I did about the marketing campaign. So she said that based on conversations that she had with Japanese researchers, Lee believes that the name was chosen for the product because the character um, in Japanese for 10,000 looks sort of like a man walking. <laughs> That's... Uh, as, Wow. As far as she knows, the actual health merits of that number have been, have never really been validated um, uh, by research. So I know that that's definitely true in um, in Mandarin. I know that the characters, uh, the the very very old origins, and, and there's a traditional format, and then there's a modern day format. They do resemble things in real life like for example i know in chinese and in mandarin specifically like the um the symbol for mountain like a look similar to a mountain and like they've changed the characters shapes have changed over time so i can believe that um it definitely that it could resemble like a physical you know someone moving um, I'm not sure, obviously, if this is correct, but Lee, this Professor Lee believed that that could have had something to do with the reason why um, 10,000 was chosen. Maybe they just thought it was a good, healthy goal. Who knows? But it definitely, for sure, was a part of a marketing campaign. So in Lee's research, Lee put it to the test and um, observed the step totals and mortality rates of more than 16,000 elderly American women. Now, in my research about this, I was like, well, why are we, and I found more than one study about um, elderly women specifically. And I thought maybe it's because, you know, they are also trying to measure the mortality rate. So obviously, if you're older, you know, statistics are leaning in your favor that, you know, you're not going to live as long as someone who is in their 20s. But I, I, I'm not sure why they were focusing specifically on the elderly. But so in Lee's study of 16,000 elderly American women, she said, quote, the basic finding was that 4,000 
400 steps per day with 4,400 steps per day, these women had significantly lower mortality rates compared to the least active women. If they did more than that, their, mortor, their mortality rates continued to go down until they reached about 7,500 steps, at which point all the mortality rates leveled out. Okay. So anything, in this case, anything over 7,500 didn't really, didn't make, really make a difference between so the 75 and 10,000. 44 to 75. <laughs> you're writing this down, you take it. I'm at 4,500. <laughs> Okay, you're already there. <laughs> yes. um, end quote. So ultimately increasing their daily physical activity by as little as like 2000 steps, less, which is less than a mile, the equivalent of less than a mile of walking was associated with positive health outcomes for these elderly um, women, for these 16,000 elderly women. Um, Lee also said, quote, because her study was observational, it's also impossible to assert causality, yeah. which means that the women could have been healthier because they stepped more or they could have stepped right. more because they were already healthier. Either way, Lee says it's clear that regular moderate physical activity is a key element of a healthy lifestyle, no matter what that looks like on an individual level. Mm -hmm. And then she also continued to say, um, quote, I'm not saying don't get 10,000 steps. If you can get 10,000 steps, more power to you, says Lee. But if you're someone who's sedentary, even a very modest increase brings you significant health benefits, end yeah, quote. Of which that made me feel better. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise, like, no, like what, you know, what would be the point of trying? <laughs> well, you yeah, only got 9,000. Sorry. So essentially, like, you don't have to try, like, 100% of the time to get, let's say, like, 10,000 is 100%. Just try getting, like, doing half of that, you know, like, try, you know, any, anything is better than nothing is essentially kind of what she's leading towards. And yeah, keeping I, it in moder moderation. I saw a, I think there's a Weight Watchers article about it, and they were saying kind of similarly, like, um, it, and it shouldn't just be walking, you should also be, you know, doing some strength training and other, you know, working like all parts of your body yes. um, to stay healthy because, you know, you don't want like, you know, your muscles to deteriorate or anything. I also saw in researching this, a lot of stuff backing up, um, kind of like almost like the, not necessarily hit, which is like the high intensity yeah, high training, intensity. Yeah. but there's a lot of research behind like short bursts of physical activity yeah. or short bursts of high physical activity. Um, being also helpful to to stay healthy as well, or at least to stay fit. I so again, like I found another geriatric study, or at least someone um, quoting about that. So Lindsay Wilson is a clinical professor of geriatric medicine, and she said that if many of the persistent myth, if many of the persistent myths of American health, like eating breakfast and getting a certain number of steps are based on marketing rather than science. Why do they stick so well? Like, why do they keep going on and on and on? And why do people then really believe yeah. that? And like, really, it's like the cornerstone yeah, of it's their like healthy a, lifestyle. <laughs> I know. 
So she says, quote, a big challenge is that the public and the media want a cut and dried black and white message mm -hmm. and findings and science just doesn't operate that way. And yeah. excuse me, I'm sorry, that was not from Lindsay Wilson. I apologize. That was from Virginia Chang. And she is a physician and sociologist at NYU College of Global Public Health. Um, I was going to put in an article from Lindsay Wilson, then I felt like I already had something about geriatric medicine, so I might as well kind of even it out a little bit. Um, so she says that the uncertainty in research doesn't get translated well into the messaging. People just want to know what they should do. And I mean, I can understand that you probably just wanted people, I mean, I'm a person and I can say that I prefer a cut and dried eat this, don't eat this, move this way, don't move that way. This is bad for you. This is good for you kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and I saw a lot of people saying, talking about like getting the eight hours of sleep a day and then, you know, moderate exercise and walking, you know, to keep a healthy life. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm like, I wonder if that's a myth too. And, you know, the, she mentioned something about breakfast and I know that's kind of come out as being something that's like, oh, it doesn't really like boost your metabolism to eat breakfast, <laughs> supposedly. That's why I think, I think it really just depends on the person. And that's why I loved that documentary series on Netflix, the Unwell yeah. series, which is where I got the bee sting therapy idea is that it's not a one size fits all. So even if it's a traditional medicine or if it's homeopathic, I think it just really depends on the person. Um, you know, they always say like, consult your physician. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, this is just from two different professors. So I could still be wrong, but I, at least I found out where the 10,000 steps a day came from. Yeah. That is totally not what Japan. I expected. That is not what I expected. I didn't think that it had anything to do with pedometers. I didn't think it had anything to do with the Olympics. Um, <laughs> And or, I definitely the that, think you know, the character looked like a man that was walking. <laughs> I definitely didn't think it came from as far back as 1964. I thought it was more like maybe, maybe the earliest, the nineties. So um, that was the part that I didn't get and I didn't get where that came from. And now I know. Yeah, that's a good one. I've always kind of wondered that too. Like, cause when I first got my, my Fitbit, I was like, I think I was in a, like a little competition at work. A yeah. Competition there's a lot of drama because, you know, <laughs> at a hospital and some of the floors, you know, the nurses, they did nothing but walk. So it was, yeah. Like, oh, I can only imagine. And then, and then there was like, you know, there's, lot. yeah, there's accusations of people cheating and, you and know, just like shaking their hand. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to ask you how accurate do you think your uh, pedometer is? I, I think it's a little off. I, um, cause Cause there've been times where I'm like trying to get to a certain number and then I'll be stepping in place and it'll take a good, like five steps before it even registers one. And cause I think it's more about, you know, the movement it feels in the wrist. And if you're on a bike, um, you know, it, it doesn't really register many of, of those steps. Oh, on a bike. Okay. So it probably depends on what kind of physical movement. Yeah. Okay. Like there has to be pretty much like you could sit here at least with mine I don't know maybe others are more accurate but like and just kind of shake your wrist and and get steps that way I mean I guess technically you're getting your heart rate up a little by doing that but it's still not um you know it it's not necessarily a step yeah 
it's a movement, not a step. But the thing I, I think I might have mentioned this to you before is that it, I, I do like that it'll tell you um, what level of your heart rate is at, like if you're in cardio mm -hmm. or fat burning. Um, but even that sometimes I'm like, I can feel my heart like pounding out of my chest and I'll be like, you're in like the low hundreds. I'm like, I know that can't be true because <laughs> like, I can't speak. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what they do say. There's like, can you talk? Yeah. I, that's a good way of, yeah. Can, can you speak? Can you, <laughs> can you have a conversation? Yeah. Or are you out of breath? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm still undecided on whether or not I want a pedometer, but if anyone is listening and wants to get me one, I will certainly give it a try and I will tell you my accurate opinion. I, I think it's a good <laughs> idea because even if you don't get to 10,000 steps, it's still going to keep you accountable, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if I've had a lazy day and I look at it, I'm like, oh geez, like today when I was working from home, I don't think I got to a thousand, like, you know, before, like you know, noon probably. So I just got up and just started walking a little bit. Yes. Like, and this I also thought was a timely topic now because so many of us are working in a digital format now because we are working remotely or at least partially remotely. Yeah. So it's good to know like, what is that doing to you? Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, what is that sitting in place doing to you? And I'm telling you, I will sit for like two hours. I stand up and I'm like, oh, oh my god mama needs a break you know because like i'm so stiff yeah it's interesting, like and also what you're doing because if i took a two-hour car ride i don't know if i'd feel the I, same way i was thinking about that too i'm like why do i feel so like antsy i think it's but you know yeah you're in the car although if i take a car ride without stopping i definitely feel it when i get out you know my legs are sore I, I think it has to, a lot to do with the fact that you are working. Like, you know, you, yeah. there's a certain, uh, you know, it's not a mindless, like being a passenger in a car. Yeah. I, I was really thinking more of being a passenger rather than being a driver yeah. and yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're thinking, you're making constant decisions. You're, um, talking a lot. You could be on the phone and all of that is definitely playing into, um, you know, like how tense you're making your body. So that was really the only thing yeah. I could think about is like, maybe you're holding in more That's tension. Like, yeah. The stress. Um, and you're not even aware of it. Kind of like when people clench their teeth and it's not because mm -hmm. they're like freaking out necessarily. It's just like, they can't help it. Like, cause people do it when they sleep. Yeah. Their body you know, like, is reacting to their stress. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a timely topic when I first saw it, I was like, eh, then I was like, yesterday, I was like, need a topic. Oh, is that on your list? <laughs> so I'm like, let's go back to that. <laughs> let's, let's, maybe there was something to that topic. Yeah, um, no, I think that's a great one. So I kind of gave up on getting 10,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you don't have to feel bad. I know. Like when I first, when I first got it, I was like, I would like just keep walking and walking around my house until I could get up to 10,000. And then that, yeah. Well, that and I know that your fiance is a little bit of a step bragger. So I now you can don't tell... know how he gets all the steps. <laughs> well, now you can tell him that doesn't matter, bro. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, like I got my 400, 4,500. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> My mortality rate is going up. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, 
going down, right? Yeah, because you live longer. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, mortality. You know, it's one of those like, is it morbidity. positive or is it negative? I don't know. You live longer. Let's just say that. At least we know that that's accurate. Well, I'm immortal, so that's all that matters. <laughs> so that was it. That was the end of my topic. Um, and you can catch us on Facebook if this is the part I don't get. You can email us at the part I don't get, and of course Instagram at this is the part I don't get. And we will have another two topics for you in probably not two weeks. We might air in two weeks because oh, guess it? what? Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. Where did November um, go? <laughs> so uh, it will either come out in two weeks or very close to two we'll weeks because I'm assuming you and I will probably record and then we'll just post that for you guys because I know you'll be waiting. Yes. But be like, where is my next episode? I need it. I need it. See, if we speak these truths, they'll, they'll happen. <laughs> Put that karma into the air. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, Have everybody. See ya.